0: Before we get started, I want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by rockauto.com. Go to rockauto.com and there you will find all the best parts available for your car or truck. And when they ask, hey, how did you hear about us? Write Locked On Podcast" so they know that we sent you. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. It is Thursday, August 13th. Thank you once again for tuning in. A majority of today's show, especially the first segment, will be talking about the disaster... That has been Matt Boyd's season so far this year, especially his start yesterday in a 7-5 loss to the Chicago White Sox. The Tigers lose two out of three games in a home set against the South Siders. But before I rip into him, I am going to mention a few things that were positive about yesterday's ballgame. Look, Dylan C's command issues and all, though even though he didn't walk anybody yesterday, so his command was much better, is a dynamic pitcher. And he's going to be very good. Tigers scratched five runs across the board. Now, yes, four of those were unearned. They got a gift by a, a passed ball. By James McCann but you know what they took advantage of that gift in the fourth inning and you saw guys putting together some really good at bats once again near the bottom of the lineup producing Willie Castro in his first game with the Tigers here in 2020 went three for four including a two run home run to put the Tigers in front in the fourth inning immediately and understandably everyone is already clamoring for Delo Lugo to be put on waivers once Cameron Maben eventually comes off the injured list you're going to have to make a roster move uh, I, I will suspect that will probably Happened. I think Willy Castro it has shown so far, whether it be in spring or obviously again yesterday, already doing more than, than Dowell Lugo's done in several years here. And that was a trade that w- Willy Castro was acquired in the Leonis Martin trade just about two years ago now. And when that happened, a lot of people said that, look, I'm not saying Willy Castro is going to be great, but that was a solid haul considering the fact that you were trading a, a pretty good, a so so player in Leonis Martin. Now, it is strange to me that the Tigers seem to have gotten more for half a season of Leonis Martin than they got for half a season of J.D. Martinez, but that's a conversation for another day. Uh, good stuff by Willie Castro yesterday. Bullpen was was pretty solid. More scoreless frames by the bullpen. John Schreiber, Brian Garcia, Jose Cisnero, Gregory Soto, all scoreless in their appearances yesterday. You taxed the bullpen once again. But the key storyline to yesterday's game, Was the disastrous outing once again by one Matt Boyd? He falls to 0 2 on the season, currently rocking a crisp 10.24 ERA in four starts this season. Went four and two thirds yesterday, seven hits, seven runs, all of them earned, three walks, and five strikeouts. He was truly abysmal. And the stat I brought up on Twitter, the stat I mentioned in my post game, and the stat I'm going to mention here that is uh, just gobsmacked me. It is truly stunning. Was that yesterday, Matt Boyd, command issues and all walked three, but you take all that out of out of play. Just just talk about the balls that were put in play yesterday, because there were 17 of them, and 10 of them had an exit velo of 100 miles per hour or more. If Matt Boyd didn't kind of have tenure here, you know he's been around for a minute. the The organization likes him, has that has at points. Uh, I'm not going to say consistently, but has at points pitched some good baseball. If not for that. That's a stat line to me, or, or a number, that you look at and say, this is a guy who probably shouldn't be pitching in the major leagues. For over half of the balls put in play to be scorched is astonishing, especially for a guy that the Tigers have been so high on for several years. I'll talk about all that here in a second, but just his outing yesterday, same problems. Now, I, I do think he did make more of an attempt to try to keep some pitches away. One of the issues that he's run into, especially against right-handed hitting, is relying too much on pitches on the inner part of the plate. You saw him trying to go away, but even those pitches got hammered, which says to me, even if he's making adjustments, he's just not that good. And so far, that's what we're seeing right now. Now, when Matt Boyd was pitching that brilliant baseball at the beginning part of last season, because he was in the first 12 starts last year, 285 ERA, he was wonderful. As good as he was, and I was clamoring and continued to clamor that they should have traded him when they had the opportunity, and this ridiculous, asinine asking price that the Tigers had was that's malpractice, what they asked for, to be honest with you. And to never bargain down from that is insane. But despite that, as angry as I was when they didn't trade him as much as I thought it was a dumb decision, I said, look, the guy is still a good pitcher. I don't think he's as good as he was in the first 12 starts last year, but I think he'll be somewhere in between what he was at the beginning of 2019 and what he was his first few seasons here in Detroit ultimately with what I'm seeing so far maybe I'm wrong maybe he's just not that good and I'm seeing I'm still seeing surprisingly well I won't say surprisingly because I get why but I'm seeing a lot of people still coming to his defense oh well you know I still think the guy's a solid three four pitcher in a good rotation no that's what he was when he was pitching well last season You look at the bottom line, Matt Boyd had a 5.02 career ERA coming into yesterday, and you can make damn sure that it went up, he gave up seven earned runs, he got torched. I I don't get the love affair, I I understand, the guy is a decent guy, he's a swell dude, he's like something straight out of Mayberry, he's a charming guy, he's a charitable guy, a good person, Matt Boyd, an easy guy to root for, but guys, he's stretching that a little bit thin. At a certain point, you got to have results on the field. And his start so far here in 2020 has been a, a complete dumpster fire. He can't make it through five innings right now, and every start has gotten worse. You remember in the opening game when he struggled, gave up five, four runs over five innings, You know, struggled with command, hit a few batters in the first inning, gave up a home run? I, I think all of us, as bad as he was in that first outing, said, hey, you know what, first opening day start. Maybe a few jitters. You know, he hadn't pitched uh, in a competitive game in a long time. Nobody had. You know, we would try to cut him some slack. He's gotten worse. Significantly. In the last calendar year, he's been Jordan Zimmerman with more strikeouts. And and a lot of people keep going back to that. And I got to bring that up because that's what everyone keeps going back to. Oh, those strikeouts. 238 strikeouts a year ago. You could build off that. You could build off that. Yes. Sure. He struck out a lot of guys last year. Mainly in the first half. A majority of his numbers from a season ago, because a lot of people, here's the biggest misconception about Matt Boyd. A lot of people were under the impression that last season he took this massive leap forward, that he had been kind of this so-so pitcher, and last season he burst onto the scene, and oh, Matt Boyd, he was just so wonderful a year ago. He was incredible, an ace in the making. When you really look at it, a lot of Matt Boyd's numbers from a season ago were actually quite worse than they were the previous season. Same number of wins, had fewer losses, sure. ERA up, barrel rate up, yes, pitched more innings, also gave up way more home runs, way more home runs. Everyone just points to the strikeouts. His whip was up a season ago, gave up more base runners, more hard contact, more hits, more home runs, more earned runs. You could make the argument, if you take out the strikeouts, you could make the argument that he actually regressed a season ago. And everyone blew a lot of smoke saying, oh, Matt Boyd, he's an ace in the making. If Matt Boyd would have did what he did a season ago when he was 23, you know what, maybe I would have jumped on board. Robbie Ray was like that. You remember when he got traded from the Tigers and he had kind of a a so-so season there in 2015, 2016, but everyone said, hey, the strikeouts are up, the strikeouts are up. And then he kind of burst onto the scene, had an all-star season in 2017. He was really young. Matt Boyd, when you look at some of the guys on this roster, is an elder statesman. He's regressing right now. This is not four games. This is over 20 starts at this point. It's over a calendar year in which he's been pitiful. Outside of the strikeouts, over the last calendar year, Matt Boyd has been one of the worst starting pitchers in baseball. I I don't understand why people aren't accepting this. Why people aren't talking about this. And it goes back to last trade deadline. This idea... That the Tigers bought into, that he was untouchable, that they had found this this diamond in the rough, that he was going to transform into this undeniable ace, was lunacy. I don't think there's any other GM in the sport who felt that way except for Alavila. And you know what? I, I have talked about Avila a lot. I've ripped him a lot. Ultimately, right now, I think they're in better standing than they've been in a long time. I believe in the farm system. I believe in the drafts they've had. And yes, we could talk about the merits of tanking. What they've done is fairly easy. Sucking for four years is not that difficult. Falling into generational talent with top five draft picks is not that difficult. But the fact is they have. And I am looking forward to the future of this organization. But when left to his own devices in terms of making signings, and in terms of evaluating certain talent, Al Avila has been all over the place with certain guys. He has undervalued certain players. He has overvalued certain players. I think he grossly undervalued JD Martinez several years ago, and I think he has tr- hilariously overvalued Matt Boyd's importance and Matt Boyd's talent here, and right now this is, with every start, becoming a disaster. I mean, he can't can't get through five innings. This was the guy they were touting as an ace, and I know, I just spent an entire first segment ripping him, and as angry as I am, it's not him. Because ultimately, I never felt like Matt Boyd was that great. Like, he had an alright year in 2018, and I was like, all right, yes, maybe on a good staff, he can be a number three, number four pitcher. He's regressed. Had 12 good starts a year ago, regressed. So far this season, maybe the worst starting pitcher in baseball through four starts. There are numbers you can point to and say, oh, well, maybe he, there's room for improvement here. Maybe he's doing okay. The fact is, to be honest, you could find that with any pitcher. People are saying, oh, well, he has a terrible defense. The, the, the FIP is still okay. The Defense doesn't matter. He's giving up extra base hits deep to center field. Home runs, 420, 430 feet. Doesn't matter how good the defense is. He gave up two home runs to start the game yesterday, and they were monster shots. One to left field, one to opposite field, both to righties. I don't know, man. I think it's an absolute mess. I think this is something that the media should be hammering, hammering Al Avila about. I think this is an all-time terrible mistake that he made. And look, I, I, I'm I, not saying they would have gotten back some generational talent from Matt Boyd. They wouldn't have because he's not that good. But it speaks to a bigger issue of how this organization Evaluates what they have. In in some ways, I feel like Alavila may have regressed. I think for the most part, when they signed Leonis Martin and Mike Fires, the the return they got back for those two guys, I was like, look, that that's not bad. I'll take it. And then it was like he he got he got gun shy. It was like, well, I'm not going to trade any more guys unless I know I can get some ace or, or some all star caliber talent back. You're not going to do that. You're not going to get all star caliber talent if you don't trade away all star caliber talent. And Matt Boyd was never in that upper tier, upper echelon of pitcher. It's mind-boggling to me. Truly dreadful to start this season so far and very disappointing. All right, when I come back, I, I want to talk about a player, because the Tigers don't play today, I want to talk about a player that is a very controversial figure in in Detroit Tigers lore currently, and that's Victor Reyes. We'll be right back. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years, Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. It doesn't matter if you're a professional athlete, a stay-at-home parent, or you spend eight hours a day in an uncomfortable office chair, everyone needs support to make it through the day. Luckily, our friends at CBDMD have an amazing duo that can help you relax, regroup, and recharge when life gets chaotic. CBD Freeze with Menthol is an award-winning product that offers instant cooling relief for muscles and joints in a convenient and easy-to-use roller or shareable squeeze tube. CBD Recover combines CBD with inflammation-fighting compounds like Arnica and Vitamin B6 To give you the support you need where it matters most. And to make it even easier to try this amazing duo of topicals and everything else CBDMD has to offer, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code LOCKEDONMLB at checkout. Once again that cbdmd.com promo code locked on MLB for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD oil products from cbdmd. And we're back. So this is going to be a, probably a short segment here just talking about a player that for some reason has become incredibly controversial on Detroit Tigers Twitter and Detroit Tigers fandom. I'm not going to say who because I, I just I don't want to reignite these arguments. I don't have anything against these guys. I get along with pretty much everyone on Tiger's Twitter. Victor Reyes is the most controversial figure on this team. He's probably the most talked about player on this roster. If you look on Tiger's Twitter, and there was a massive argument that went down. Someone on Tw- Tiger's Twitter said that they believe that Victor Reyes is a massive W, massive win for the Alavila era, and people just went nuts. And this happened on Sunday. And this fight, this argument, is still ongoing as of this recording on Thursday. It's a fire that just won't die. I've ripped Al before. I ripped him in the last segment. But here's where Tiger's Twitter is so divided. Or or just Tiger's fandom. It's not just Twitter. Tiger's fandom is so divided. I think there's 40% of people who believe that Everything alavilla touches is crap. That every move he's made has been wrong. That the trades have been terrible. That the signings have been terrible. That yes, you know what? They drafted some some high end talent. He's not to thank for that. That's nothing he did. He's awful. Then there's that 40% that believes that he's doing great. That hey, you know what? The returns for the trades though that's not his fault. You know, guys got injured. Ah, uh, fooey. He's doing okay and they're rebuilding this organization, and and the farm system is great. He's doing a wonderful job. And then there's that 20% that's like in the middle that takes it on a case-by-case basis. I don't hate everything Alavila's done. I think a lot of the good they've done has been easy. I think tanking is easy. But hey, look, he set out to rebuild the farm system when he got here. In that aspect, you could make the argument that the tenure, just based on that alone, if you're using a pass-fail system, has been a success. Victor Reyes is the encapsulation of of the entire Alavilla era, where he is a guy that the Tigers are high on, and yet there's a lot of fans who look at him and say, that guy's a bum, and there's some who believe that he has been this diamond in the rough. I don't get either argument. <laughs> I don't, because look, here's where I fall. Here's my stance on Victor Reyes. He's high. Yeah, look, he's gotten undeniably better. I don't believe the idea that he's this diamond in the rough. I don't believe in in the notion that the Tigers have held this belief that he he is going to be this star player. They've been very high on him for several years now. They were high on him when they got him. They thought that he was going to be like a a part of the future here. I think they still do. I also don't believe that he's a bum. He was when he got here. He was terrible. But here's the thing. Here's why it blows my mind why some people get so fed up about Victor Reyes. Victor Reyes has no expectations. He's a Rule 5 draft pick. Like Of all the guys on this team that people throw vitriol at, Why Victor Reyes? Why does no one talk crap about Kristen Stewart? Kristen Stewart, everyone was saying, was going to be the starting left fielder for the next several years. Oh, he has 30 home run potential. He's done nothing here. And yet you still see see think pieces about Victor Reyes of all people. Now, it's undeniable. That you look at some of the advanced numbers, weighted on-base average, exit velocity, hard hit rate, barrel rate, the numbers are not kind to Victor Reyes. And yes, in that aspect, he's probably been a bit lucky. He's had some weekly hit balls that have turned into hits, but they're still hits. And yes, batting average is not the best way to gauge a player's talent in 2020. I, I wouldn't even put it in the top five, but he hit 300. He's still on the team for a Rule 5 draft pick. That's all right. I don't think he's part of the future. I got to pencil that in. If I'm doing an outfield for the next several years, I'm not counting on Victor Reyes to be a part of that. Not at all. But as a fourth outfielder, defensive replacement, you know, if a guy gets injured for a few days or gets sick, he can come off the bench and start and bat in the number nine spot. Yeah, I have no problem with him. I, I just, I'm indifferent towards him, like, almost entirely. I'm not indifferent towards the debate that he sparks, like, on a weekly basis. That is strange to me, because to me, he's just some dude, and I wish the best for him. I think he's gotten infinitely better. When he first got here, I was like, this guy won't last 20 games. This is, like, one of the worst baseball players I've ever seen. He's gotten better. Low ceiling, very low ceiling. Uh, A ceiling of, like, a a middle-of-the-road, of the lineup outfielder. I don't think that's that bad for a Rule 5 pick. I really don't, and he has been... Weirdly, a uh, uh, highly debated topic here over the last several years. So, I just want to get my thoughts on that with the Tigers having a day off, no game to preview. I just found it really interesting and strange uh, how angry people get when it comes to Victor Reyes, of all people. So, that will do it for today's show. You can follow me on Twitter at Castellani2014. That's at C A S T E L L A N I 2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at locked on tigers and while you're at it go to apple podcast go to itunes leave a positive review of this show it would be much much appreciated thank you very much for listening i'll be right back here tomorrow for the last show of the week have a great rest of your day and go tigers